Our children are our first mission field and one of God's greatest gifts to us. And I bet just like me, you believe your children are one of your greatest accomplishments over any work or sports accolade you could have. Whether they're biological, stepchildren, foster children, nieces or nephews, it's important for us to leave a legacy for them. What better way than to write our story so they have it as a keepsake to look back on? My friend Rosanna does not have her own children, but her nieces and nephews are just as precious. And through her time with them, she realized she wanted to teach others how to write their legacy stories for their families. Today, we'll be talking about three simple steps you can take to writing a legacy for your children. And Rosanna will also help us get started with a 10-minute plan. Yes. Even you as a mom with a full schedule can make time to do this. And she's going to talk to us about how, and I'm super excited about it. Rosanna Jackalone has extensive management, branding, and marketing experience working with clients as diverse as Saks Fifth Avenue, Chanel, Apple, and Jennifer Lopez in her distinguished media and advertising career. Alongside this, Rosanna created My Magnus Opus to pursue her life calling. My Magnus Opus uses her God-given gifts of love, compassionate listening, and healing to help people discover their unique greatness, make sense of their life, and memorialize their incredible life story in a luxury keepsake book she created so they could leave it as a legacy for their children and future generations. While she has had a storied media career, she is most proud of her beautiful family, her life friends, and her volunteer work teaching children Sunday school. She is a dual American-Italian citizen. She loves to spend time with God, journal, sketch, dance, and entertain family and friends. She is energetic. I love it. And I know that we've talked about having a massive sleepover one day, and it's going to happen. So today, let's step into the fire with Rosanna. Hey, Mama. Welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe, and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up and I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hi, Rosanna. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Gabe. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. It's great to be here with you. Oh, it's so fun. And I just love, I love how we met and I love how um, God just works in such fun ways that 
we, our messages have been so aligned and we didn't even know each other. And then we met and we're like, Oh, we have a connection. It's like, we're soul sisters or whatever. I don't know. So it's so fun. And I would just love, because I've been enjoying getting to know you better, but I would love for my audience to get to know a little bit more about you. Could you just share some, some fun things about yourself and your family, whatever it is that um, could help us get to know you better? Sure, sure. Uh, I, I come from a large, uh, close-knit family. I laugh because it's my big, fat Greek wedding. It's like my big, fat Italian wedding. Uh, there were eight of us two parents, six siblings, every kind of pet imaginable growing up. I mean, we had dogs and turtles and snails. I mean, it was <laughs> our house was full of life and love and people always. And our grandparents lived around the corner from us. Uh, and I just adore them. They were such an integral part of my life. And we grew up candidly. I, I feel like we were really rich, but in every single way that didn't cost money. Uh, we had we learned love and loyalty and compassion and generosity towards others. Our house was a place where people from all walks of life would come in because we always had food on the table and we always welcomed people in. And it was really, really beautiful to grow up that way. Uh, the other important things, I think, in terms of uh, things that really shaped me are uh, there was a very early hunger for God. And also I have that immigrant hard work ethic because both sets of my grandparents came from Sicily. They left poverty so that we could have that quote unquote American dream and get an education. And I hold that value so deep in my heart, that hard work and striving. Um, and I think the only other, like the fun thing, I am a really joyful person. I started that way as a kid. I mean, I always made people laugh and smile around me. And I'm amazed still at how a smile can change somebody's, the way they're thinking or feeling. So that's a little about me. I love it. And I can totally see that. Like you are definitely, you exude positivity in everything you do and you definitely are a highlight of my day. So I'm excited. <laughs> okay. um, now I love, you have a podcast called Your Life is a Legacy. And I'd just love to hear a little bit about how that was born for you. Tell us a little about your journey um, to get where you are to opening My Magnus Opus. Like what was, what was your desire behind that? Okay, so Gabe, this is going to be a funny story because the business actually took shape when I was about six years old and I didn't even know it. I had written in one of those little diaries that I think most little girls have with a lock on it. And that was the place where I could store my little secrets and um, I could, you know, a, it could be a joy or a sorrow or confusion or even shame, but I would write and effectively I was telling my own story. And I met this spiritual woman one day at um, an industry event and somehow we were talking about personal things and I told her how much I really loved journaling. And when she found out that I had journals from when I was sick, and, and that was a long time ago, she said, oh my goodness, you should publish those. And I thought, oh my God, Gabe, it was like, are you kidding me? Uh, there is no way I would publish what's so private to me. 
And I never thought about that conversation again. And then I have a really close relationship with my priest. And he said to me, um, Rosanna, you need to tell your truth. And I thought, okay, I don't even know what that means. And he said, you have to tell your story because I think it will be a very powerful testament, not only to God, but also it will be such a bright light in this world. Um, now, Gabe, that's like a very heavy responsibility coming from your priest. Like, I still didn't know what to do with it. And so, uh, again, I put that away. And then in the middle of the night, and I truly say this is when you're hearing God's voice, there was something that was getting me, or I would wake up. And I'm like, what's waking me up? And it was this constant sort of, voice or just this, I, I knew it was God saying, you have to tell your story. And I thought, again, I continued to pray on it because I thought I'm not going to be writing my own version of Angela's ashes. And then the answer finally came to me. And effectively, I was supposed to use the years of healing others, compassionately listening to others and their stories uh, encouraging them to pursue their gifts and guiding them to tell their story and then leave it as a legacy for themselves and their children and future generations. And it was amazing to me, Gabe, because some of the most incredible people I have met in my life are all, they're normal people who are inspiring and they're extraordinary. And when I say that, I say capital E, capital X, capital T, capital R, capital A, ordinary. And they don't know that they're that. And they don't realize the impact they're making on the world because they're so confused by every celebrity who's happy to tell their story because that's what society deems as famous. And yet I thought these are the people that everyone can truly learn from. So with the help of a wonderful spiritual uh, friend that I have named Polly Payne, I began to walk out this calling. Like I finally said, what am I supposed, this has to turn into something now. It's been incubating for so long. And that ended up becoming born into this beautiful luxury keepsake book, which I named my Magnus Opus, using the Latin words magnum opus, because when you think of what is a magnum opus, it's the greatest work an artist will ever create. So you think of something like Beethoven's Ninth Sym Symphony or Michelangelo's Ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. And so I thought, isn't the greatest thing we will ever leave behind in this world, the greatest work we'll ever create, our story. And so the name was born, that was the easy part. And then it was like, how do you make something that's so beautiful to house this incredible story of a, of an, of a human being? And uh, so I worked out a course that had to be these beautiful colors and a beautiful leather book. It had to come in a wonderful gift box with custom pens. But then I was like, what, what's the content? And then it just became really clear. I just included all of these questions I've asked people in 
the past 40 years. And then I added places so that they could add visuals, anything from mementos to sketches and photos. I even put uh, a pocket in the front cover so that people could add their family tree. And I broke the book out in sections to help them tell their life story uh, so that it could be done in whatever order inspires them and whatever is on their hearts to share since this is their journey. And then after the book was created, then Gabe, it's like anything else, like, how do I let people know about this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I worked on developing the website and the passions were so clear in terms of the design. It's very Italian focused. Um, I That's my place. I love, I, I feel like I live under two flags, America and Italy. And I love uh, the Italian life. It's just very much part of my DNA. Um, so we created this website and then I sent out weekly inspirational emails. And then the podcast was born because the podcast answered the question of how can I share my voice to help others do this, tell their stories. And I wanted it to be free. I wanted it to be something that could get to them easily. And then if they wanted more, there's there's more ways to get uh, other time with me. Mm, I love it. It's so cool, cool and so powerful that at six years old, you had somewhat of a dream stirring in you and you had no idea. And <laughs> it, the woven thread that happened over the years to create this. And I know that writing your legacy kind of sound, might sound a little scary. It might sound like, what, what is it about? Why should I write my story? Why does it matter? Um, I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about that. Why is it important for us to write a legacy for the next generation? Are there any benefits that it will have for them and for us? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great question. Uh, I think there are many purposes that come from legacy. Uh, I think first, in the process of telling your story, you learn so much more about yourself and you do truly step into your greatness because suddenly these disparate pieces of your life, uh, similar to what I just shared with you before, I had all these things going on, but I never connected any of them. They just seem like, okay, this is a one bucket of my life. This is another bucket. They all come together. And I think there were two things. I, I think after that, truly finding out about yourself and your own greatness. Uh, and I also think uh, as a parent in particular, you're, I've heard from so many people that they'll say, uh, oh my goodness, I wish my kids knew me as something outside of mom or dad, meaning they only know me in this role. They don't even know what my passions were. They don't know my best friend in high school. They don't know my favorite, you know, anything. Why, like the song, My Way from Frank Sinatra is my favorite song. And uh, so it's kind of amazing because it's also an ability to share all of who you are with your children. Um, and I also think there's this moment uh, and and it was so this part was so personal to me. And I think it's I, I like that it's sort of stirred something in other people's hearts. 
if you come from any, any of us, any of your family roots, I think it is so important to do your family tree uh, and uh, learn and ask these questions of your parents when they are alive. Uh, because what happened is I became a dual citizen, a dual Italian citizen in 2020, ironically, in, during COVID. And it was a three-year ordeal to apply for this citizenship. And I learned when I was answering uh, the questions uh, that I had to do that there was so much I didn't know about my family history or how that might have impacted who I am today. Uh, and unfortunately, because I hadn't answered or asked those to the grandparents that ultimately really helped shape me uh, or my father before he died, I had to really search to get these answers. And uh, there were questions I wish I asked my grandmother and my grandfather and my dad. And capturing my mother's story right now has been one of the most beautiful gifts, both for my mother and myself, like to see her light up. She's 89 years old, she's in poor health, but to see her light when she remembers something and she'll share answers to questions I never even knew. Uh, and it's been beautiful and we collect old photos and everything is a puzzle piece to her incredible life and it highlights her God-given gifts. And it's, it's this whole legacy for each of us is the book will contain everything from you know, your favorite fragrance to the most important person in your life and the things that you value most. So uh, what I'm doing right now for my mother is I thought, I want her story preserved as a gift for her to see her greatness. She's this humble, beautiful Christian woman uh, who raised six children, uh, mostly on her own since my dad was um, very ill and was in and out of hospitals regularly. Um, but I want her to see how amazing she is. And as her daughter, I wanna keep this and share this with her forever. And then I wanna share it with my siblings and all of her grandchildren. And so I think in all of us, Gabe, there's a story in you that only you can tell that your kids need to know that they might not ever know because they might not ever ask you the questions. And you wanna put this all on paper. You wanna share what your bucket list is. You wanna share what's shaped you. You wanna share some of the painful lessons that made you who you are today. So doing this, the books and helping guiding people through this process has been amazing, truly, truly amazing. And the phase two of this legacy is God has definitely called me. Again, when you say, here's another disparate piece, I've been working with marginalized people my entire life uh, in volunteer work in some capacity. And children are truly what God has shaped me for, teaching them, helping them, advocating for them. Uh, I advocated in courts for foster children. And uh, I'm creating in phase two, something called my junior opus, so that every foster child in the world 
will be able to tell their story and know their greatness instead of the feeling of worthless or what's wrong with me because my parents gave me up. I must be unlovable. I must be. It's not at all the case. So the next part of this business, which I'm so excited about, is we're creating a, a version that will be different. It'll be more geared towards children, but it will also help the children learn self-esteem and the presence of God in their lives by crafting their stories. And I'll have teachers uh, all over the world who can do this in different languages. So legacy is so important for all of us. It really is like our compass, our sort of God compass in life. And I think it helps us put together all of what seems like disparate pieces. Like we're sitting on the inside. God has this big tapestry and he says, this is your life. And he is looking at this gorgeous tapestry. And I'm just looking at the knots because I'm behind it. So I'm like pulling a knot through, I'm pulling a knot. I don't see the whole big, beautiful picture. As we tell our story, we truly do. I love that. So good. And it is important. I, I, I know looking back now as my dad's aging, I'm like, I want to I need to ask him, start asking him some of these questions because there's a lot I don't think I know because I didn't really care early on. I mean, he's he's one, he'll tell you stories. He tells you the same stories over and over again and he's great. Um, but now that he's getting older and he's not feeling well, he's not talking as much. And so I'm like, I kind of miss all these stories. So I love that your mission is to help us write them. And you have some easy steps to get us started. And so I'd love to kind of walk into this and have you teach us a little bit about how do we, okay, okay, you've, you've convinced us. We need to write our, our life story um, for as a legacy, right? So how, how do we do this? What is the first step as we get started? Okay, so I have to say, Gabe, I, I am using your very advice here because this is exactly the truth. If you look at, oh my God, I have to tell my life story, people are overwhelmed and say, I don't know where to start. And that's where I laugh. You always talk to people on your show and in your books about taking small steps. So I'm going to break it down to three small steps. And the first one I would say for sure is you have to get into quiet, uninterrupted space so that you can get centered with your heart and with God. You cannot answer the phone, hear pings from social media notifications, have the kids running around, none of that. I mean, this is whatever you need to do. This is your gift and your time. And I also, to add to the experience, I I light a candle. There's something I sort of create like a little serenity zone. And I think that's important. So whatever you do, make it special. Make it like this little ritual for yourself. And again, if you got five time, five minutes, make it a five minute ritual. But you will find when you do it, five minutes, your heart's going to say, no, I want to keep writing and it'll get to 10 minutes and more. But that's a step one. Step two, I would say, now, just think about something in your life, no matter how big or small. It could be a person who influenced you. It could be something you love. It could be a period of time in your life or 
important lessons you've learned in your life, just start writing. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, see where it leads you. And it doesn't have to be a linear process. I mean, I'm definitely one of those people who I'll write in circles. It's not A plus A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I'm James Joycean, meaning like my thoughts keep going. And then I say, okay, what am I getting from what I've written? Uh, and then if you have a photo or an image or a song or something that's inspired you, write about that. And it will begin to stir other thoughts in you. And for example, like if you started and you said that you were writing your story, Gabe, and you were, this was your five minute ritual, you'd start writing about, okay, my dad is really important to me and for all of the ways he's important to you. But then what I'd want you to do is now pick something different. If you wrote about a person, now pick a period of time in your life that maybe was the best time of your life or the worst time of your life. The same thing I would say, if you started with a passion, uh, for instance, your love of running, now write about a lesson you've learned so that it continues to stir things. And then the third thing I would do is make sure these areas, you classify them. So make one of them chronology, make one of them people, make one of them life events, make one of them lessons you've learned, and uh, then make another one passions and bucket list items. And then as you're writing, you'll see which folder these pages should go in and you, because you'll continue to add to them. And eventually you'll be able to thread these pieces together, uh, which is exactly what I've done, sort of the way I break out the book. It's sort of like you take these disparate pieces and when I coach them, I work with people, whatever comes up with first. And then, so we may be starting with the back of the book and then we're getting into chronology. So save those and then you can thread them together. So those would be the three things I would do. Make the quiet time, start writing, whatever comes to your mind, then make those folders and stick those pieces of paper in your folder and commit to it. Commit to it every single week. I know everyone can find five minutes or 10 minutes in their schedule. I mean, that means like, uh, scrolling through social media less, uh, putting one call off for a day that's a not urgent call. And let this be a really special gift to yourself. That's how I look at it. And I do. That's why I light the candle. And I put on, I actually play Christian meditation music uh, when I write, because again, I just feel like my heart is so open. Um, and I would highly recommend because it's free. Uh, there's on YouTube something called Alone Time with God by the artist Dappy Keys. And he does beautiful piano music. And I find like I have this candlelit, the music is playing, my heart's wide open and stuff just pours out of it. So that those would be the three steps. Mm, I love it. I had to write down the Dappy Keys because I'm like, I'm going to go look that up, but I'll, I'll put it <laughs> on the show links too so you can, yeah. you can easily access it. But yeah. I love those steps. They seem very 
like what I talk about, very doable because they're broken up into bite-sized chunks. And that's kind of what I like to talk about is let's not go big. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. go, let's start small and eventually it gets big. Right. And, um, and I'm, I'm all about just stop the scroll on social media. If you think you don't have enough time, um, a lot of the time is wasted on our scroll. And so, um, in those times, like in the working moments, if you are typing on your computer, for instance, instead of writing it because it's easier to type, make sure all notifications are turned off. Right. And so that you have that quiet space to be able to just be in word, you're not on the internet and to do that. I, I prefer handwriting things. I'm just, when I journal, when I think I process so much better, I just feel like it flows. And I love the idea of, of creating that ambiance, like having that candle lit or having that soft music and just having that. It's almost like the me time. I mean, you and I have talked about the me time and why it's important, but mm-hmm. this is essentially me time that's going to make an impact. It's me time that you're writing your story, not just for yourself, but so that you can share it with others because our, our stories are actually important because I think mm-hmm. about it like, what, who cares about my story? What does it matter if I broke my ankle? What does it matter if I ran the Boston marathon? But once you weave everything together, you see, um, just the struggle victories, you see, you see the mission that you've been on and how you can use that because other people will not feel alone. They'll be like, Oh, wow. I can't believe you went through that. Right. Yeah. And Gabe, honestly, I think this is a really powerful thing for everyone to learn. Those moments that we have felt most broken, and um, we've both been uh, very uh, forthcoming about this. Uh, I shared uh, when I went through a life-threatening illness and depression and really went through a moment of saying, I don't know if I can go on. And um, I think sharing, uh, and the reason I think that podcast was the most downloaded when you say, oh my God, don't they like happier topics? What we reveal from our heart, those things that we give permission to share, give other, we give other people that gift of first saying, I'm not alone which is the most important thing you could say you could say to someone is you're not alone. Um, and it also gives them the courage to tell their truth and their story. So I, I think that it's never underestimated. That's why I'm saying it's like, we all with great humility think we're so ordinary, but we're all born as God's magnificent, creation in this world and the gifts he puts in you Gabe nobody else in the world will have those but your job is to share them in every way and you get to do that in your earthly life but if you've lived your earthly life properly your gifts will live on and on and that's what legacy is all about Mm, so good so good so I love it because you've convinced us we need to write our story You've now given us three simple steps to do it, but mm-hmm. I I know this is what um, some of those listening are thinking, because I know I'm in your head. I can tell um, because I think it too. And I'm like, okay, I have so much on my plate. I'm so busy. I, or I just, it's a, I have a full life. I have kids activities. I, I don't know when I'm going to find the time. Like, I don't know how to be alone or how to find that time alone if I have young kids or whatnot. 
And so I'd love for you to share with us how we can fit this into our day without burning out and how we can make it a simple priority because it is an important piece. So how do we, how do we do that? Okay. I think this is the greatest question in the world, Gabe, because I am surrounded by the most beautiful multitasking mothers who are doing, uh, I mean, Herculean tasks. It's like, I, I can't believe what they all pack into their days. But the common denominator for everyone is, oh, they're, they're great at doing everything for everyone else, but they haven't done stuff for themselves. Some of them don't even know about themselves. Uh, some of them, like when I was like, you know, what do you do for fun? They don't even know what their passions are. And I think this is the, there is the reason we get on the airplane and the announcement says, please put on your own oxygen mask before you put it on your children. If we are not good for ourselves, it's not selfish time. It's, it's essential time. We will never be good for others. And by the way, we're role modeling that and showing your actions show who you are. If I'm showing you, Gabe, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but I haven't even taken five minutes to center on me. It, it's, it's a disservice to me and everyone else whose lives I think I'm touching. And so I would say to every busy mom out there, because that's what you all are, is that make 10 minutes, make a 10 minute special, you know, I call it, you know, I actually call it the me spa, even though the funniest thing is there's no spa, there's no bubble bath, but the me spa goes into my soul and it renews me. So I say, and make that time special because most of you will say, oh my God, I can't, I definitely can't do this for 30 minutes. Forget it. I don't have that time, but I know you can do 10 minutes. So make it the ritual that I just talked about. Light that candle, put on Christian meditation music. And um, again, no distractions and no excuses. Like ask your husband to help, ask your older kids to help. This time is a gift for you. And, you know, I think that when you, now you're in this space, take out a clean piece of paper, a pen, and there is something beautiful about seeing your own handwriting, your own thoughts on your page and start by, if you can't say like, oh my God, I don't even know what I want to write about. Start with uh, something that you love about your life. Let that turn into 10 minutes of gratitude. Or conversely, you can write about a struggle you're dealing with that you want to release from your heart and try to time block at least one day a week to do it. And I, I feel like that sort of centering time and that peace time, it has a multiplier effect in our life. And I do believe once you start doing it, you will add more and more time but because you have to make it habitual or you won't do it, start with something easy. Just say, think of the time in a week where you can really just say, okay, this is 10 minutes of the me spa and make it feel like a little 
ritual that you do for yourself. And you'll find that having that adds to everything else in your life. And you'll find people who started doing this with me who said, oh my God, it was so hard to find the 10 minutes. Suddenly we're then saying, I had to do 20 minutes and I had to do 30 minutes. And they time block one, two, and some of them are doing three days a week of this writing, or we're doing some coaching, private coaching together because they need um, some help doing that. But start with that and, and the rest will happen. Mm, so good. I love it. And I love that you said, it's not something you have to do every day. Um, find one day a week. And I'm like, okay, I think I could find 10 minutes one day a week. And then like you said, it probably will become more because it becomes a habit and then it's enjoyable and you get into it and can get writing. So this is, this is good. I love this. I love the idea of writing our stories and having a plan set in place to do it and the plan time to get alone. Um, as we're kind of wrapping up, I would love to hear what is one of the biggest lessons you learned through your own writing journey? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, and honestly, it was something really hard to um, figure out because what I learned is it took me so long to tell my truth, but meaning not to tell my truth and write my little stories in a journal when I was six, but to use my truth and how um, things that I was shaped with to really help serve others. And what I mean by that is I experienced quite a bit of trauma as a child. Um, my father came home from the Korean War and he, before they knew what to call it, it was PTSD and it really affected our lives. And so I experienced quite a bit of trauma as a child. And then again, as an adult, when I went through um, a life-threatening disease, depression and divorce at the same time. And um, I had really suffered so much in silence uh, throughout the various periods, whether it was childhood or even as an adult. And I blamed myself for so much uh, or so many things that really weren't even my fault. And it took lots of years of prayer uh, and work with both priests who were like my spiritual healers and God, of course, always, and then therapists to help me uncover my truth. But meaning, again, there's a truth we tell ourselves when we're at a superficial level, meaning you always know because you meet these people in life and you can talk to them. Let's just say our lives are, our lives go up 10 stories in a building. And then, uh, you know, when you get to the roof, you're going to heaven, you know, that kind of thing. There are people that you'll meet and they can only talk to you on level one to two because they haven't done that self-discovery. And then there are others that you meet that you can go right to level 10 because they are so deep in their truth. Um, and it's really beautiful. So for me, when I say my truth, it was the truth that God really wanted me to share. And I had just, I'm, I'm not a person to talk about me. Uh, and I definitely didn't want to relive suffering. But yet the truth of the mattering is there was so much gift or so many gifts, I should say, 
in the suffering, it has helped me walk alongside others in so many ways because I could really tell them you're not alone. And the credibility that comes from going through these sorts of devastating things in life uh, helps people know that and feel comfortable that they can talk and share everything with you. And in that way, they end up revealing their incredible truths, meaning by revealing my most brokenness, by revealing like the loss of my brother when I was young, like my twin. I mean, it's it's the it's that sort of stuff. When you can be really vulnerable in your truth, it gives such permission and freedom to others. So that was the hardest lesson to learn, Gabe, meaning I could have a frank conversation with anyone one-on-one -on -one because that's who I am. I want to really listen to you. I want to really hear what Gabe Cox is all about. But uh, when it came to saying, okay, uh, so like one-on-one, -on -one, no problem. But when it came to this, like knocking on my heart where God's like, you need to tell other people and you need to help a lot more than these people you're doing one-on-one -on -one things with, you need to be, I shaped you and I put you through all of this so you could be used my good and faithful servant. And so this truth, it's been a, a real journey to get there. And I say get there not only in myself, but in the ability to know how I had to share it and how, how I have to continue using it in this world. Mm, so powerful. That is I just thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important for us to be able to share and mm -hmm. to hear, like you said, we're not alone. Like when we share, you feel so much better. You feel like if somebody hears it and they're like, wow, I thought I was going through this by myself, but I'm not alone. I'm not the only one going through this specific thing or something related. And so that's, that I think is one of the biggest powerful parts of telling our stories and leaving a legacy for the next generation so that they can know what we went through and how we got how God got us through the other side stronger. Um, thank you, Rosanna, for sharing your story and for sharing these steps with us on how to create these uh, legacy stories. I'd love for you to let us know where can listeners connect with you? Where can they find this beautiful legacy story <laughs> journal that you have created? Tell us all the things. Okay, so I, I would say this. First, there are free ways to do it, which I always care. It's like everyone in their own way, in their own time, there's, there's something for you. I will be here for all of you every way I can be. The free ways to do it are, um, I have a wonderful private Facebook community called My Magnus Opus Community to guide you along the way. And there are other incredible, inspirational busy moms juggling and dad, some dads in there too. Uh, so that's number one. The second way is you can sign up for my free emails that have inspiration, the latest podcast discounts off of any of the stuff that I'm doing. And you can sign up by going to my, oh, excuse me, www.mymagnusopus.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram if you'd like. I mean, I do do some of the reels that are what the podcasts are about. Um, and that's the handle for that is at my Magnus Opus. 
Uh, and if you want to connect with me personally, you can send me a personal email at hi at mymagnusopus.com. Or if you want some private time and do want some coaching, uh, I have several coaching slots I add each month based on my calendar availability. And I am happy to work with you one-on-one -on -one to help you tell your life story or help just help you reveal some of your truth so that you can. And um, you can do that. I have four coaching slots right now available in May. Uh, and if you're interested in that, you can go to www.mymagnusopus.com and you can click on the coaching tab. And anyone signing up from this show uh, will get a 10% discount because I feel like this is like, I'm going to call the code like code Gabe or something. Um, but you need to email me so that um, I can have a promo code set up specifically for you because I don't want it going out in the random universe. I want it going to Gabe's listeners. Mm, love it. I love it. So if you're wanting help writing your story, it would be a great place to start. But I love that you gave us all the different tools from um, free to one-on-one -on -one coaching that we can utilize. And so I really hope that you've enjoyed this time learning about these few steps to get started. I hope that it's helped you to see that your story matters and it's important and your kids want to know it. Um, they may, you know, you're in the thick of it right now. They may not act like they want to know it, but they will. And they will appreciate you taking the time to do it. So Rosanna, thank you so much for today. You are such a blessing. And I'm so excited to see all the other um, journals that you create so that even um, kids and um, others can write their stories. So thank you, Gabe. It's been great spending time with you this morning. I feel really, really blessed. And I hope this abundant blessing we've gotten to share is it really hits all of your listeners as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.